Hello, welcome back to Duking Out with the Duke. You're listening to the next episode of the Diego miniseries, Duking with the Duke. And I'm your host, Dustin the Duke. And we are playing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighters. For the NES, of course. I don't want to mislead anybody. Alright, but first, before we do that, we have a beer in front of us. Alright, so the beer that we have is the Juicy Kabusi, which is a double dry hopped East Coast double IPA. It is juicy. Alright, so we have 9% ABV, at least it says on the can. I trust it. And Untapped says that it is 80 IBUs. So, if Untapped has it, it must be true. Uh, on our geek reference scale, we have Around the World in 80 Days. Uh, we've had this one plenty of times, but I don't think that we've actually talked about it. So, it is a book uh, published in 1873 by Jules Verne about a... Guy down on his luck who decides to go around the world in 80 days. Imagine that. I haven't read it, but it is a thing. Um, on the untapped as well, there's a little description. Uh, it says, when you just need to give your everyday Deepa a little bit more juice. I didn't see anything on their website. Their website was very bland. But it is what it is. Um, Deviate Brewing Company is in Indianapolis. Uh, it is on 96th Street, right there by 421 on Michigan. Uh, basically, you get off on 465, uh, heading, like when you're heading west on 465, and you get to the 421 exit, you get off there, turn right, and it's the first, uh, first right after 96th Street. It's just like right there. It's, it's pretty nice. Uh, they opened up some of the building. Last time we were there, there's just like one little small spot. And they bought the building behind it and, like, demoed the wall and kind of opened up the bar space a little bit and added more seating. It's, it's turning out to be really nice. We were over there picking up some beers uh, a few weeks ago, and it, it just blew my mind of how, like, nice and crazy it was. Uh, definitely, if I'm in the area, would like to go, you know, go back and hang for sure. But in front of us, we have the Juicy Juicy Juicy. I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, when I ported it initially, I feel like I messed up, but it doesn't look as bad as I thought. There's a little bit of the haziness right on the pour. I was concerned about the head, and there's quite a bit of head on top of this. However, it, it's not like limiting. It's about an inch thick. The rest of it is just beer, so I think we're we're good to go on that front. But I'll set it aside so we can let it uh, let it go down a little bit. So the can is a regular-ass silver aluminum can. Uh, they do have the Deviate sticker on there. It's just your basic uh, sticker with a white space for a label. And essentially, it's just where you can write it in Sharpie. But they have a label maker, and they kind of put the Juicy Kabusi or whatever the beer is in that spot. So you have your Deviate uh, logo, which is a D. And then an eight uh, together is a pretty neat little symbol. Uh, a couple white squares around it, all black labeled. Uh, nothing too jumpy, nothing that's going to be like, oh, I need to get that. 
uh, based on a can, but it, it's very convenient uh, for canning purposes to have you know a label like this. And their little slogan is deviate from the norm. Ooh, I can smell the hops. It is <laughs> juicy, juicy. Um, if I take a look at the colors, going over to drinkinggeekout.com. Uh, on the home tabs, look for beer colors. Click it. A table will open up, and then you just scroll and you look for the color of the beer. Um, this is hazy. It's juicy. It's great looking. It's probably going to be like orange, like a number seven Clyde's Ghost. So now that we smelled it, I think it's ready for a taster. That is definitely juicy. As for the 9%, I do not believe it. That is, that could be dangerous. It's really, it's really smooth. Um, back end, you could taste the hops, the bitterness of it, uh, kind of like an aftertaste, but up front, it's very juicy. Yeah, right here, uh, Hazy Bee's drinking it, uh, on the 20th, so a couple weeks ago. Uh, cool venue, sweet brew, doesn't taste like 9%, which is very accurate. Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, not a whole lot of comments or about the beer, just a lot of things going on. Uh, but since I have untapped up, I will, uh, I will talk about it a little bit. Uh, we have 2,033 check-ins, uh, 1391 ratings, giving it a 4.05. I have not checked this one. I've had it before. I just not checked it in, which is interesting. Uh, and then I have a couple of friends. I'm going to pull it up on the mobile phone because it's a little bit easier to uh, read friend comments and all that stuff. All right, so I've had two, well, one friend, nope, two, two friends check it in, three friends check it in, yeah, three. <laughs> I've had three people check it in, two people rated it, is what this says. Okay, so my friend Katie, friends of Adams, friend, I don't know if she's friends of the show, but good friends, her and uh, Richard, she gave it a four and a half uh, in 2019, and she gave it a four and a half in 2018. No, no sayings, nothing, just four and a half. Uh, Jesse Favors, uh, he had it in 2017. He didn't, didn't say anything, didn't rate it. And then Dustin Wood gave it a four back in September of 2017. So this beer has been around. It's one of the things they've been doing for the past like three years, which is just awesome. The, the consistency of, you know, East Coast or New England styles, especially back in, you know, 2017, having the availability to do something like that. So in that, in response to all that, I will check it in just give me a second to pull it back up i will go ahead and rate it at 425 that's good right there it's it's juicy it's flavorful um the little bit of the kick back end is probably uh the only thing that i can think of that tears it down but not so much Someone said that there is a difference with the batches, so maybe my memory of this beer, drinking it in the past, is a little bit different. I still think, I still think it's a quality beer. Uh, I'd probably drink a few of them, so, you know, 425 is kind of a, a low score for that, but I still think, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there could bring it up to a 5. I've been, it's been hard for me to give IPAs 5s, if I'm going to be completely honest. Um, as, you know, no knock on IPAs, but I think like stouts are in that, uh, exclusive club. All right. So we have ourselves an episode to get to, but first I just want to let you know that we have a threadless store on this threadless store. We have 
T-shirts. Yes, we have lots of T-shirts. We have our eight-bit heads made up into many different themes. Uh, we made those up for a schedule, part of the calendar, and we made them in the T-shirts. Um, Andrew's also made a few T-shirts that are just made out of basic classic gaming themes, uh, converted into nerd stuff and beer stuff, and it's all available on there as well. Uh, and we just recently found out that we can convert all of those into masks. So if you are looking for a mask, and your mask is a basic bitch boring mask, and you want something cool that you can show off to your friends, make sure you go to threadless.com uh, and look up Drink and Geek Out. And all of our shirt designs are also masks. I've added a couple as well. There's a Mario nose and the chin of Darth Vader. So feel free to go over there, Threadless, check out our store, and hang out with us, with us on your face. Yeah, that sounded bad, but feel free to go to the store and check it out because, you know, we're awesome. Also, we're on Patreon. Uh, every donation on there goes straight to the beer. Uh, we'll shout you out for sure. And, you know, it just, it is what it is. You know, we, it take it costs money to drink all this beer. It's definitely something that we want to do for fun anyways, but any type of support will be awesome. So go on over to patreon.com slash drinking geek out. So the game we decided to play today is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighters. Alright, so that we get, this game is available on NES. Um, that's what we played it on. I have it on the, the RetroPie. Uh, they came out with a few versions of it. It was ported over the Super NES and also the Sega Genesis. So the NES version of the Tournament Fighters was the final Konami game released for all platforms in North America in 1994, which is wild. Of course, they switched to Super Nintendo at that point, so, you know, it makes sense. So, unlike any other version of the Tournament Fighters, it was not released in Japan. And Tournament Fighters was the only, one of the few fighting games released for the NES during the fighting game boom. And I'm trying to play all of them. I'm trying to get all of them on this as our Season 1 of Dukin' with the Duke. Get all the NES games that are fighting to you ASAP. So, um, when I started the game, I started with the single-player mode. Uh, and I picked Raphael. He is my favorite turtle. Uh, you could choose any of the four turtles. At least in the version I'm playing, I could only have chosen the four turtles. Apparently, you can play as Casey or Hot Dog or Hot Head or whatever his name was. And then you fight the three other turtles. You don't fight your clone. You just fight the three other turtles. Uh, so with Raph, uh, I started with Leo and then played Mikey and then Donnie. And then after those three, uh, you fight Casey Jones. After that, you fight Hothead, which is just a dragon warrior from the TV series or, or whatever. Or at least it kind of looks like it. And after that, you have your final match against Shredder. Uh, there's two other game modes that are part of it that I didn't play. You have your versus mode where you can play as a two-player or you can just play against a computer, but just not part of the story. And then there's like tournament mode. I didn't, didn't really click on there that much, but I'm assuming it's just like any other game with a tournament mode where you... You pick your options um, based on what you want to do, turbo mode, speed, you know, whatever. And you just fight. And the winner wins the tournament, just like single player. Uh, so when I first started, I could not get past Leo for the life of me. He literally just cluster flipped my mouth. Uh, I got one or two shots in there. He blocked everything. He's insane. Um, and this was on normal, right? So default game mode, normal. 
Uh, I swapped it over to easy and I was able to move on. Uh, I w- it was it was tough. <laughs> like this is really hard for normal. Like I don't understand it. But of course I didn't know the move sets that well. Uh, when I button mashed, I did a little bit better on normal, but I kind of got a little you know the moves a little bit down the second or third time through when I was just dicking around with it. Uh, then I watched the video afterwards and I found out that apparently Raphael is the hardest one to choose uh, because he doesn't have a throw where everyone else has one. This is a piece of shit move, right? It's like, come on. All right, so uh, here are the move sets. It, it just makes things a lot easier to be able to do these and understand these. And I looked these up after I was trying them. And... So for all four of the turtles, these are the same abilities. And then afterwards, there's some variations uh, per turtle. So we'll talk about it. Also, I didn't port over any of the movesets for uh, Casey or Hothead because I didn't have those uh, movesets available to me because uh, I didn't have those characters available to me. So I don't you know. Why would I Why would I play? All right. So if you do forward, forward A, uh, you do a flying kick. Uh, it's, it's interesting. It's a, a couple, I guess... You know, a couple, like a foot in front of you, two feet in front of you type of kick. Uh, forward, forward, B, uh, we'll do a flying elbow smash for all four of the turtles. I, I mean, it's the same. You cover the same distance as your as your kick with your elbow. Uh, this is a little bit of a variation, but it is the same moveset. Uh, when you're close to the opponent, if you press B, you'll do a throw. Uh, this one's for Donnie, Mikey, and Leo. And then Rolf, he can suck it. He has a bite. It's ridiculous. He just, like, starts chomping on the guy. He... Mike Tyson's the situation. Uh, it does the same amount of damage, but with the throw, you actually can have somewhat of disadvantage for them. Uh, where the, but with the bite, didn't really feel like I had that one. And then they all have a uh, an ultra attack. And this is after you get the balls that drop from the sky. You have these little shredder-looking machines that just drop these little balls. Uh, I don't know how to pick them up, honestly. I walked over them. I kicked them. I squatted on them like, you know, like an egg or something, see if I can pop them. Uh, it didn't seem like it was worth my time to get them because computer wasn't also getting them, and you kind of left yourself available for being attacked while you were trying to get them. But if you happen to get them and you have an ultra attack, you get the ball, you just do uh, down, forward, and B, and it's your ultra attack. Uh, then with variations, uh, this is a little bit more complicated uh, depending on what person you choose. So if anything, you can re- like memorize those first four attacks, and then depending on who you pick as your favorite, then you you know kind of pick, just learn these movesets. So for Leo, he has a slide kick and a spinning kick that he does, and he shows you those things quite often in the game. You know when you're playing him, uh, but if you do down and B or sorry down and A at the same time, that's your slide kick, and then the spinning kick, which is a little bit more complicated uh i didn't know how to read it i haven't really tried it but it's down down back and then back plus a we'll do a spinning kick i haven't tried it didn't play leo but it, it almost reminds me of doing like the the half circle uh if you're familiar with using a joystick where you press down and you rotate your way up to the left or to the back it kind of reminds me of that but it's with a d-pad so you just kind of like and then you press uh your a uh, button as well do the slide kick the Raphael one is the power drill. Uh, I didn't ever do this ability. I didn't know about it until after I wrote this thing up and I played a few games already of it. But you hold back and you press forward B. 
and you do a power drill. Uh, apparently, if you hold, you, the longer you hold back, the further you fly, or the harder you fly. Again, I didn't, I didn't do it, uh, so I couldn't really attest to it. But that's basically uh, how how that worked, and that was his only variation. So Raphael's moveset's very, very basic, and it's not very good. Uh, Michelangelo is next. He has two moves, or actually one move with two variations of that move. It is a kangaroo stomp kick. He has a high version and a low version. And the, the low version is just kind of like piddles on the ground. And then the, the high version, you just fly through the air. Uh, this one is the uh, combination one, I believe. Again, so you have your, your back down at the same time. And then forward A for the low kick. And then the same, but using B. So uh, back down, forward B, we'll do the high kick. And then Donnie, as well, is very basic. He's got a jumping, rolling ball kick, which is fun to see him do it. But this one is just down and then up plus A at the same time to do a jumping, rolling ball kick. So, yeah, I guess I'm going to go back and actually play them uh, with these move variations. But... I was able to progress, no problem, without, you know, knowing it. Did a lot of button mashing, kind of learned predictability. So it really wasn't that complicated. Uneasy, it was still tough, I'll tell you what. But apparently you could beat the game on hard by throwing, which is a piece of shit move, but whatever. All right, so then I'm going to... We have composers here, but before we jump into music, I would like to advertise for another podcast uh, that me and... Saf are doing under the Digo umbrella. It's called the Digo ST. So drinking Geeko ST. So uh, be on the lookout for that. It's just going to be us talking about movie soundtracks, video game soundtracks, pretty much any type of soundtracks there are. And it's a good time uh, to get us started. This is a little bit of the Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighters for the Nintendo prologues and you know different uh, OST parts of this so it's just 8-bit stuff so it's the initial prologue so basically this is what you get when you turn the game on use a character selectors And then, yeah, um, you just have a bunch of, you know, different uh, different levels. So I'm going to go to the sewers. This is what you hear when you are fighting in the sewers. Here's the downtown. So a lot of these, a lot of these are just like upbeat and you just want to party, you know, when you're fighting. It's really nice. Pirate ship. A lot of these are sped up too. That's not as inter interesting. The waterfront here. So it's kind of like Mortal Kombat there. Fight! Do 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 do. Here's uh, Shredder's cutscene. It's interesting. 
appears when you are defeated. And then when you're game over. So it's interesting when in the story mode, if you lose your first game or not your first game, but you lose a game, you get an option to continue. If you lose the second time around, then you get that game over. Um, and then here's Andy. Party, party, party. And then the staff roll. I like the staff roll usually. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out and doing this game. Cool. Special thanks to these guys, you know. So, yeah, that's that's the music. It's all 8-bit. It's all fun. Uh, so, I don't, it's, it was interesting, definitely interesting to listen to. It was enjoyable. There's no, like, there's no bad sound when it came to the music of it. And the music of it is just, you know, the best part of the games. If you can have enjoyable music, then your game is pretty much going to be a success. Or maybe a success. I don't know. Uh, but, all right, my takeaways for this episode is that... As many NES games go, this one was tough, all right? Uh, I died in normal a bunch before I, you know, switched it to easy and kind of, like, worked my way up. It definitely wasn't, like, it wasn't a breeze. Unless you throw, there's, like, a cheesy way to, like, just throw your way through and win uh, on hard. But I didn't do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to play it again to try to see what I can do. But, I mean, whatever. This game is fun. Uh, it's one of the, one of my favorite fighting games that I've played thus far on this show. Um, so, it, it is, it's interesting for sure. There wasn't a whole lot of fighting games. But this one is definitely takes the cake so far. And it also has a lot of nostalgia value because of Ninja Turtles. Uh, big fan of the, the show, movies, you know, the video games, all those different things. So this game is definitely up there already. Uh, but because the fighting is really nice. It just, it was really good feel with the, the controller, right? Uh, with the moveset and, you know, things like that. So, uh, I do suggest if you have a, a, a way to get your hands on a copy of this game, if you have a retro pie and just download the ROM. I'm not telling you to do that, but, you know, that's what I did. Uh, go ahead and, you know, kind of get your hands on this and play it. It's it's not that long if you can master the movesets and whatnot for the story mode. Uh, so you're not wasting like hours or whatever playing this. But uh, it is definitely, you can sink some time into it while you're trying to figure things out. And it is, it is enjoyable. It's a, it's a good sit down, right? You don't have a whole lot of time to do something. You just want to sit down and kick some butt. You throw this oldie on. I think it, it's uh, it'd be a good one. So. Uh, that's my take. This game, I think, gets a 10 out of 10. Uh, definitely will play it again because I'm, I want to beat it, like, officially. Uh, but it is, it's definitely fun. So, thank you for coming out to my TED Talk. That is the, that is the episode. Uh, but yeah, just to remind everyone, we are on all the social media platforms. We are on all of the podcast places. Obviously, you're listening to one right now. Uh, so I'll head on over to, uh, I don't know, twitter.com slash drinking geek out, Instagram, drinking geek out, uh, Facebook, uh, drinking geek out, 
right? And take a take a look at our socials. We are on we're on new you know Patreon, patreon.com slash drinking geek out if you want to subscribe to the show. We have some badges and you know all that neat little stuff. You can check it out while you're on there. And then we have uh, you know, website, we have email, we have all the things. So if you're if you're unable to find us, then let us know. But it is it's pretty easy to find us. So thank you for checking this out and enjoy playing this game if you get it. And I'm um, looking forward to seeing you on the next episode.